Welcome to the Bet with Ted podcast. I'm Kyle Forchetti alongside Brian Campbell and Alex Salvecchio. We are going into week 15 of the NFL season. We are here with you to briefly recap our week 14 plays and then on to week 15. Uh, final four games going into the NFL playoffs. So it's definitely a uh, crunch time for lots of teams and lots of teams with nothing to play for, honestly. But we've... Uh, We've been uh, pretty successful throughout the entire year, and I kind of want to just go uh, briefly over our picks from last week. But first of all, guys, how you doing? Campbell, we'll start with you. Uh, it was a good week. I mean, bet-wise, I'm a little bit in a slump. Uh, I went 2-3 and three last week. Uh, lost my best bet. Raiders giving up 14 points in the last three minutes of the game. Kind of killed me on that one. Uh, hit my teaser, though, so... Yeah. It was an average week. Uh, still above 500, still in the positive units for the season. So hopefully we bounce back this week and uh, build up on those units a little bit. For sure. And, uh, you know, like we've spoken about in the past, we're picking these games on Wednesday. There's so much that could change from Wednesday up until Sunday morning. So um, it's it's kind of tough to pick these games early in the week. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know that I've, made some bets throughout the week but there are some games where you just you're not going to touch until you find out some more information about injuries and weather and and things of that nature so um you know we're going to have these weeks for sure uh but we can go to you alex uh two and three week for you as well teaser was tough the cowboys let you down man Uh, join the club (laughs) uh yeah um you know was on the very wrong side of my best bet which is always disappointing so you gotta sort of go back to the drawing board a little bit but i got the the Titans very, very wrong. Um, I did get the Eagle game completely right. Proud of that one. Um, gave some good, uh, you know, I think gave some good pointers overall on games I didn't bet last week. So, you know, you can always take some solace from things we say that we don't necessarily bet. But, um, you know, I would say the Eagle game I was completely right about. The Titan game I was wrong about. I almost wish I made the Eagles my best bet. I should have. I was toying with it. But, um, you know, on the hot look, two and three, I was four and one the week before. Um, you know, there was a point on Sunday, and I think we've all been there, where, like, I thought at one point I might be going, like, over, because I was like, uh-oh. But then things turned, and we kind of broke even on it. So, in the end, it could have been worse. We just advanced it this week. We backdoored on the Jets, but. I know. Me, like, oh, so close to going four and one. Yeah, yeah but I also <laughs> felt like the Jets were – in control of staying with him that spread the whole game. A um, couple, couple times Mike White went out, Joe Flacco just looked awful. But Mike White got it out and got us that backdoor cover, which was nice. Yeah, that was a weird game because throughout the game, you can kind of tell that the Jets were going to be hanging in there till the very end. And you can kind of tell the Jets were the right side in terms of point spread-wise. But the Bills just kind of seem off. I, I don't know. Um, I, I know we probably saw the – post-game press conference with Josh Allen with the reporter pretty much, you know, calling him out whether you agree with him or not, saying, you know, he doesn't see an offense that's playing Super Bowl worthy right now. And he just said, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he kind of knows. Uh, but it's scary that they're not playing their best ball right now and they're still winning by double digits. So maybe you just got to look with the, the glass half full with the Buffalo Bills right now. Any thoughts on the Bills? I mean, I haven't liked the Bills for a month. I mean, ever since yeah. they're lost to the Jets – um, and I'm not saying the Jets are a bad team. I think quite the opposite. I think they're very talented. But just since that happened and the UCL injury and then um, 
I can't remember the other game he lost, but he threw like a million red zone interceptions the next week too. That um no, nah, I mean I think the Bills are a team that somehow they're the one seed. So I mean, how do you really knock them? But like I would not be surprised to see them not in the Super Bowl representing the AFC. But I mean that's the level of which I would knock them. It's not like I think they're bad. I just think they're not. I don't think they're the machine that they were last year. And are they feeling? bit of a sense of urgency and a little desperation uh, trying to get or having to get Cole Beasley out of retirement to come back uh, for, to yeah. get themselves a slot receiver. <laughs> well, the Odell visit certainly didn't work out. Yeah, it's pretty telling. I mean, you look at the Bills and the Cowboys signing, you know, two veteran receivers. T.Y. T. Hilton obviously sat out the the entirety of the season up until this point, they signed him. He was kind of waiting for, you know, the right situation with the playoff contender. But T.Y. Hilton, you know, he's he's been banged up the past three, four years. I mean, the last time he played was with Phillip Rivers. So, I mean, uh, or the last time he had a decent season, I think he had like 800 yards and about five touchdowns. But can you really depend on a guy like him to come in late in the season like this and pick up the offense, especially with a quarterback that's so inaccurate and so inconsistent? So, I don't see it as much of a boost. I think they just kind of wanted to see if they can get a guy that could stretch the field a little bit more uh, heading into the playoffs. So um, we'll see. And Beasley, you know, f- familiarity with uh, Josh Allen's got to help. So just another check down target, maybe help convert a little bit on third down because they were pretty bad last week um, on third downs against the Jets. So that's what Beasley's going to do for you, slot receiver. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out for the Bills and the Cowboys. But um, – yeah, three and two week, a few plays away from going four and one, but it was, you know, three and two. Uh, just kind of looking at our picks from last week, uh, you know, totally wrong of the Dolphins. I, I I, really don't understand what happened in that game with how many players the Chargers had out on defense, um, you know, with um, the, the safety is escaping my name on, on the Chargers. Um, Darwin James. Darwin James, you know, out. Um, Bosa still out. Um there were a couple key players in the secondary out as well. Uh, but, you know, the Chargers did get Mike Williams and Keenan Allen playing for the first time this entire season, I believe. So um, they were finally pushing the ball down the field and their defense just played lights out. And I did not expect that with, you know, the, the Miami uh, offensive production we've seen over the course of the season. If you think about, it, you know, Miami put up, was it a uh, 17 points, I think. And they got one touchdown from a gift fumble you know that Tyreek Hill takes 60 yards or whatever so really I mean they, they barely put up you know 10 points in this game so that's kind of concerning for the Dolphins um, especially when they were coming off a loss the, the week before that so they might be a team that I'm looking to fade here down the stretch and they might open and, up a playoff spot for somebody else and they're not going to have have it easy this week having to go to Buffalo yeah, and that's going to be a weird game. I, I I was looking at that for one of the picks this week, but there's so much uncertainty with uh, the weather. So, you know, neither the Bills or the Dolphins are considered a powerhouse running team. But, um, you know, if, if we get some information on the wind, then maybe I would look to take the points with the Dolphins, you know, because um, we, we saw how Josh Allen had that difficulty last year against the Patriots. Um, in that low-scoring game. So if, it, if the wind ends up being pretty pretty uh, high in this matchup, then maybe I'd look to the Dolphins there. But tonight for the pod, I just I can't touch it. But, um, yeah, San Fran pinned out well. Uh, we'll see how Purdy does in his first uh, road game in a short week. And then uh, Baltimore squeaked one out. Probably um, got lucky there with, you know, Kenny Pickett getting hurt there. But then um, Huntley got hurt as well. So it kind of cancels out there. So Baltimore pulls out the win. 
And then, uh, you know, Detroit, you know, that was my best bet, hit that. And um, I just think, you know, analytically and how they played over the past two, three weeks, they've got to be considered a top 10 team right now with that defense improving. But we'll see. Level of competition is is a consideration as well with Buffalo not playing very well. And then Minnesota's defense is definitely bottom five in the league right now uh, from yards per play. Interesting stat I heard on the radio today. Um, no team no team has ever made it – or no team that has started three quarterbacks in a single season has made it to the playoffs, and there's a potential for five this year to make the playoffs. What? Which teams are yeah. those? Um, the Ravens, the Niners, the Jets. Um, trying to think who – the Patriots were one of them. Okay. And – I don't remember who the fifth one was. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this goes to show you maybe uh, a lot of teams in the NFL are playing a little bit more conservatively now, maybe taking the ball out of the quarterback's hands, playing good, solid defense, and running the football more. So that that would be interesting if we had those teams that kind of had a you know quarterback carousel going on actually ends up making the playoffs. So we'll we'll keep tabs on that. Um, and then the teaser hit with the Bills and the Chiefs. So, uh, oh, any... the, Dolphin, the Dolphins were the fifth. Dolphins, okay, right. With um, uh, Skyler, uh, what's his name, yeah. the third string. And Skyler then Thompson. Thompson. And then uh, Bridgewater played too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, any uh, general thoughts from week 14 before we go into uh, week 15 picks? Um. Bad football. <laughs> bad week. I fell asleep. Bad week. Yeah, it was a horrible, horrible week of football. I mean, really there bad. Wasn't, wasn't a lot to keep you engaged. The week before was great. You know, the week before I was like, oh, man, every game is good. This week felt like every game was bad. So that's all I got. Six teams on, on buys this late in the season. It's just it, it takes the fun out of, uh, out of uh, the day for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I and, agree. And you had a lot of big teams playing bad teams like – Cowboys, Texans, you kind of knew that the Cowboys would find a way. Eagles, Giants. Like, there wasn't any marquee matchups. It's a bad week. Yeah, and this week, I mean, how, you know, obviously we have the Thursday game, which we could start with uh, in a second, but then you have three games on Saturday. Uh, Christmas special, I guess you want to say. But then um, those are all on NFL Network, and then we have a few games uh, next week as well, I believe, on Christmas Day that, that are on Sunday, right? We have the majority of the games next week on Saturday. And then we'll yeah. have uh, three games on Sunday and then the Monday night game. So a little bit of a weird schedule. We'll see how the teams kind of adjust uh, to this with the obvious uh, extra week in the regular season. So this is kind of the, you know, the crunch time for a lot of teams where, you know, fatigue starts to set in, especially for those younger teams who play college ball, who have a lot of you know young players just getting out of college. They're used to that college football length of season and, you know, this, this is a, this is a grind, you know, it's so that this is where I kind of look to a lot of situational spots with a lot of teams and see, um, you know, if we can find some value there, but let's, um, let's head to Thursday night. So we got, uh, the Niners at Seattle, obviously, uh, Niners coming off, a you know, big win is three and a half point favorites against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Not sure what to think of the Buccaneers right now. We can get to that a little bit later on, but, uh, Seattle with a surprising, uh, you know, home loss to Carolina, who was coming off a bye week, so they did have two weeks to prepare. But uh, that's, you know, Seattle had everything to play for in that game uh, in terms of uh, playoff positioning. And now they are, they are as of now, the, the eighth seed. They, they are out of the playoffs right now. 
So um, that was a big, big loss. And now you kind of feel like you might get a little bit of a desperate team on Thursday in Seattle. And then, um, you know, Brock Purdy, obviously, on a short week, first road game as well. Um, I I do have a play in this game. I'm going to take the three and a half with Seattle here. I think um, just what we talked about, you know, the short week for Purdy, I'm not going to pour the anointing oil with this guy just yet. Um, You know, we know how good of a team the Niners have, but I think with Debo Samuel being out, um, I I think Seattle's going to play a little bit desperate. Niners probably still win the game, but if you're going to give me three and a half at home, I have to look to Seattle on a short week, especially with them coming off a loss. I'll take Seattle plus three and a half. Do you guys have any uh, play in this game? That's an is that an adjusted line, Chet? I don't really see it at three and a half anyway. Uh, I, I see it. I see the three and a half. There's one three oh, okay. and a half out there, but if you want, I, I'll take the three if you want. But there is a no, three and a half. Fine. Just to see. Yeah. What do you guys think, uh, uh, Alex? We'll start with you. What do you think about this game? I have a play in this game as well. Mm. I am going with Seattle as well. Oh. Pretty much, pretty much the same um, train of thought. Um, you know, I think the night. I mean, the Niners just smoked them at home, but you know, Seattle. That was a tough loss for them. You know, Carolina just sort of overpowered them. Um, but Seattle needs this game. I think going to be different for a rookie quarterback in his third start going into Seattle when they have a must-win game in prime time. Tough place to play when the Seahawks are bad. I don't think their talent is bad. I think Seattle honestly wins outright. I, I think they're going to win this game. They've been. Wow. This is kind of the circle at week for if you're a Seattle coach or a Giant coach or a Washington coach, this is the week you've been circling. And Seattle has to win because you know Washington or New York will lose. So, they're, I mean, this is the kitchen sink game. It's against Brock Purdy. It's without Debo Samuel. It's in their building. I think part of the reason they played so bad against Carolina, they were probably looking ahead to this game a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I like Seattle. I, I like them to win outright. Not going to do money line. I will take the three and a half. But if you wanted to dabble, to dabble in the money line, this would okay. be a game to do it. All right. Yeah, and the Seahawks getting back uh, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, uh, yeah. So that, that's pretty big. I mean, they, they had a couple of undrafted guys in there last week going up against Carolina, who do who does have a stingy defense. And <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, a team that is not out of the divisional race, if they win out, they control their own destiny. If Carolina wins I mean, they, four they, games. They ran the ball incredible. I mean, the fourth quarter running was unbelievable how good they were with, uh, with Blackshear yeah. in that yeah. game. It was crazy. Yeah, Seattle has to get some guys back in the D-line. Um, we're not sure about Al Woods. I know he's like their big defensive run-stopping nose tackle. He didn't participate today in practice or yesterday, so kind of keep tabs on that for the next few days. Um, but then, you know, the Niners have their issues as well um, with with injuries, obviously. Um, you know, with Purdy actually was questionable today. He was limited with the oblique yeah, injury oblique, from the right? game. Yeah. So I think that that's probably why you saw this line go down to three. And then, uh, obviously, with Debo Samuel being out for the next three weeks with an MCL sprain. Um, so, uh, yeah, divisional matchup, short week, uh, home dog. Uh, I think Gino kind of bounces back. They get Kenneth Walker back, gives a, gives them a little bit of a boost. Um, I think they're going to be live in this game. Campbell, do you have a play in this game? I do not have a play in this game. I, I also have a strong lean, though, to Seattle. Um, the only reason I didn't make it a play is Seattle's run defense completely worried me last week. And I'm worried what San Francisco can do with CMC um, mixing up both just running the ball and 
the screen game that they have with him and everything. Um, so that's the only reason I kind of stayed away from, from the play. But like you said, Kenneth Walker coming back, no Debo Samuel. Seattle's more in desperate mode. Um, and Seattle's just a different team when they're at home too. Um, so all those indications would make, give me a strong lead to Seattle. Uh, but I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Yeah. Okay, so that is the Thursday game. We're going to head to Saturday now. Uh, a triple header there. Uh, you know, a couple games that have some playoff positioning, uh, playoff teams that need to win to, you know, keep their seating. Uh, but we'll start with uh, Baltimore at Cleveland. Baltimore coming off the road win at Pittsburgh. Uh, Huntley, I believe, is going to play. He did practice. I, I'm not sure if he was... Uh, a full participant. I could check that really quick. He was, he was full. Yeah. So it looks like Huntley is going to be back uh, for this game against the Browns who are just a tough team to read right now. I mean, I, I think Cleveland could have, could have covered that game last week against the Bengals. They had plenty of opportunities, but Watson just does not look like he, he, he is ready terrible. to play. No, yeah. Terrible. I mean, at, at this point you can't bench him for, for set because do you want to affect do you want to affect him mentally going into the off season you know I think you just kind of need to let him play out the rest of the season get 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 his reps in and then you know get a full off season and, and camp but uh, I lean Cleveland here just because I think you know it, it was a tough spot for for uh, Watson to have his two first starts on the road and now he comes back home for his home opener so maybe you get a little bit of you know a better performance uh, from the Cleveland team in general. But uh, Baltimore is a little bit to play play for here, so I, I lean Cleveland, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet this game. Do you guys have a play in this at all? I have a play. Mm. Two for two. Wow, you're gonna be done after like the third game. No, I, 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 my only Saturday game is this one, but okay. it's uh, I I'm feels like a sucker bet, but I'm doing it. I'm taking Baltimore. Um. A couple of reasons. One we talked about, Watson looks so bad. Watson looks really, really bad. Chubb kind of looks like he's on tired legs as well. That Baltimore defense is going to punch him in the mouth. I mean, they've, they've been playing really well. Um, you know, division game, these two teams know each other. Um, and again, Baltimore is what, nine and – they're nine and four, Baltimore? Nine and four. Nine and four. They're nine and four, and they're getting points – to Cleveland. Three. There, there's a, we'll give you three. Yeah. yeah, that's strange to me. So, I'm sure it's a sucker bet. I'm sure I'm wrong, but the way Watson <laughs> – if it was if it was Brissett, I would like this line, to be honest. But Watson's playing so bad. Like, he he's almost playing – I mean, it's just like your normal rust. That's not a defense you want to be rusty against. I'm going to go with Baltimore here. Not a best bet, but certainly a uh, – one of my favorite games of the week, even though it does scream rat trap at me. I think Vegas this year has just been flat wrong on some of these small lines. Mm-hmm. And I and I think they're wrong here. So I'm going Baltimore. Baltimore should be favorite or this should be a pick. That's my feel. And, and I like how uh, J.K. Dobbins looked last week in his return. I think he's yeah, gonna, for sure. I think they're going to make him a big focal point in the offense again. And, I mean – he he's got fresh legs. He's going to be able to carry that team a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, these divisional matchups are tough, but I think you said it, Alex. Um, uh, you don't know what you're getting from Watson right now. Nope. So, do you, do you want to lay points with him? 
if this is at a pick or maybe if Cleveland was, you know, a slight home dog, then maybe yeah, I would look like, to either, you know, teasing Cleveland or something like that. But you're going to make me lay points with the Browns when, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's so weird, yeah. It's a, it's a weird Cle- line. With Cleveland, like, they didn't do enough without Watson to have anything to play for with Watson. So I just feel like these, they're going to just be cheating these last four weeks as kind of like a glorified preseason for next year with Watson. Mm-hmm. Just basically going going through the motions, getting him the reps, kind of getting him a little deeper and deeper into the playbook each week, but still kind of just going easy, not like yeah. all 100% and, and, out. And look, the Steelers team has a great defense. They got Watt back. They're well coached. They lose. Baltimore loses their quarterback a minute into that game, and Baltimore wins. That's an impressive win. That's a really yeah. impressive win. Now they're getting the Huntley back um, against a defense that's nowhere near as good. Cleveland's defense has not been playing well this year. It's, and again, I think Chubb is just kind of broken down. And I don't like what Watson's doing. So, you know, you kind of get them to a third and nine. I think Baltimore's D is going to feast on him. So, that's the that's Malin. A very low-scoring game, too, 37. 37, consensus. yeah. So do That's you want to lay points? Take... Yeah, it's true, yep. Do you, do you want to lay points with that low of a total? This game has 19 to 17 written all over it. You just don't know which yeah. way it's going to be. So, like, yep. if you take Cleveland and, you know, and they, and they lose by two, obviously you don't cover. You know, if, if they win by two, then, then you're screwed. So I think Vegas knows this line. I think this is going to be a really tight game, especially with the low spread and the low total. So there's just – it's probably, they're probably going to be turnovers in this game and too much variance. So, easy pass there for me. Ninety-two uh, percent of the money has come on the under. That 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 line was at forty-two on Monday, and it's at thirty-seven. That line has moved five points yeah. in three days. That's an unbelievable movement. Yeah, I think anything over thirty-seven and a half, I would still like. But I mean, we kind of missed the boat on the total. Imagine getting this game at forty-two. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's a bit. That's a big, big move. Um, yeah. So now we have the the Colts at the Vikings. The Colts coming off a of bye week, and then the Vikings coming off of that uh, double digit loss to Detroit. Uh, Minnesota laying a light four against uh, you know a, a bottom feeder in the Colts. Uh, not a lot of market respect for the Vikings right now, and that kind of showed. It caught up with them last week. I know a lot of. A lot of professionals were on Detroit. Uh, a lot of the, you know, the uh, casual betters were on the the Vikings with, you know, based on their record. But now uh, Minnesota comes back home, and you know, you can't really say this is a primetime game because it's an early game, one o'clock. So Kirk Cousins usually thrives in these situations um, as a favorite like this. So I, I don't have a bet in this game. I, I lean Minnesota, but um, I'm not going to bet this game with Indy coming off the bye. I think it's a tough spot for, for the Vikings in that regard. So, be a pass for me. Do you guys have anything on this game? Uh, for me, it's a complete pass, too. Um, Minnesota got smacked in the mouth last week. They're going to come out with something to prove. But Indy, I mean, besides that fourth quarter collapse, they've been playing teams tough. Um, I mean, they were within two points of Dallas going into that fourth quarter before that complete collapse. Yeah. Um, so, I could see this them keeping it close with Minnesota. Like Minnesota, I mean, they have a negative point differential as a 10-win team. They're not blowing teams out. So this could easily be a field goal game. For sure. Alex, what do you got? 
I would lean Minnesota in this game just because they got killed last week. That you know, you kind of like them in the bounce back spot. Indianapolis, um, Indian, what an enigma Indianapolis is. Sometimes they ruin your week, other times they make it. Um, but I like Minnesota in this one, just coming off the bat of the loss. Um, I mean, what do you say? It's Jeff Saturday. Like the Colts are making late game mistakes a lot. It's becoming consistent. Um, I did like that stat. Can be said that. Minnesota's been outscored and they have 10 wins, but that's a little skewed because, I mean, they lost to the Eagles and Cowboys by a combined, like, 97, like something <laughs> stupid. Like, they got destroyed in both those games. But, like, they, they've won some easy games and they, they're they playing well. Um, like, Indianapolis isn't a team that's going to be as hungry as Detroit was last week. Like, Detroit's still really playing hard and Indy hasn't shown those signs of life. I like many here. But not enough to play it. Yeah, I mean, I think the Vikings could lock up the uh, North this week if they win this game. So they do have some motivation uh, in that regard. But um, like you guys spoke about, and I was high in Minnesota coming into this year. And, uh, you know, I think if if you would have asked any of us if uh, the Vikings were 10-3 and three at this point in the year, would you consider that a success? I would say, yeah, obviously. But they play a lot of close games. They, they have a negative point uh, differential, right? Um I forget what it, it's like minus four or something like that. So they're being outscored by their opponents, but they're, they're 10 and three and they're uh, plus six in turnover differential too. So they get a lot of turnovers. So, so I think there's some regression that's going on there. So, um, you know, if they get a home playoff game, you never know. It's a tough place to play. Maybe they win a playoff game, but right now um, probably a team I want to fade, you know, uh, for the rest of the regular season. Um, so no play for any of us. We'll go to the last game on Saturday, which is Miami at Buffalo. Uh, we kind of spoke about this earlier, but Miami, you know, coming off of that tough loss to the Chargers on Sunday night, uh, very, very deflating loss. Uh, and and Buffalo we talked about as well with that um, win over the Jets. So kind of two teams that they're kind of in a crossroads in the season right now. Um, you know, we, there is a revenge factor for Buffalo uh, based on Miami beating them earlier in the year. And I remember the Bills kind of, just really out yardaged the Dolphins in that game. And, you know, it was just the turnovers that kind of let Miami win that game outright. But um, I, I don't, I'm not going to play this game um, just because of the weather factor and, and uh, you know, the revenge factor for the bills, I guess, lean Buffalo, but there's going to be no, no bet for me in this game. What about you guys? So, I mean, I told you guys before, I really had four picks and was, kind of toying around with my fifth one. And this game, I was really strongly considering as my fifth pick. Uh, I am leaning Miami on this one. I'm not actually going to make it my play. Um, Buffalo, their offense is, just doesn't seem right. Like, we've been referencing this for a couple weeks now. There's something going on with that offense that they're just not clicking. Um, and Again, they're expecting blizzard-like conditions this week, so I can see this being just a very low-scoring, one-score game, Buffalo winning by a field goal touchdown maybe at most. Um, So this is a game I really was considering taking the points with Miami, but um, I'm going to stay away from it. I might. I might come back to this later on when we hit our teasers. I uh, still haven't decided on that yet, but if anything, I would tease this up to double digits for Miami. That would be the only play I would put on this game. 
Okay. Yeah, it's and believe it or not, it's Miami's third straight road game. You don't really see that a lot in uh, the NFL these days, but it's a tough travel spot for Miami with being out in California for two straight weeks. Then they have to go across country to Buffalo, you know, in these weather conditions. And, you know, it'll be almost a month since they've been at home. So I like the situational spot for Miami in terms of them coming off a loss, but in terms of the travel spot, it's so tough. But um, I can't lay seven with Buffalo either. Like you said, Campbell, the way that Buffalo is playing offensively. But I do trust Buffalo's defense over Miami's in weather conditions like this. I think they're kind of similar with running the ball. They're kind of middle of the pack. But in terms of, you know, defense, which one do I trust? It's definitely Buffalo's, but just a really tough game to handicap. Um, Alex, any thoughts on this before we go to the Sunday games? I would lean Buffalo. I actually almost made this one of my plays. Um, I think the last time they played, I think Buffalo, I think Buffalo was coming off beat in Kansas City, and it was the next week. Yep. Isn't that what happened? That happened? Yep. So they come off of their big Super Bowl, like, season-defining game, and that was Miami's big Super Bowl season-defining game. You know, in Miami, that's the game that sort of put them on the map in everyone's eyes this year. That was a killer spot for Buffalo in that. Um, but like you said, Buffalo didn't necessarily, you know, get played off the field. They, they did have more yards than Miami and played pretty well. Um yeah, I think Miami is starting to come apart at the seams a little bit. I, I didn't really like what I saw against San Diego last week. I don't like San Diego on the whole. But, um, you know, those deep passes are starting to not be there. And Miami doesn't really have a running game if you play that really soft shell. So I'm interested in how they'll match up. Buffalo just kind of wants to play two-man the whole game. Maybe that leads to some crazy stuff from Tyreek. But if the weather's bad, you know. Maybe not, but I would I would lean Buffalo. This is, you know, you're not getting Buffalo at seven much anymore. Yeah, seven and, and a half are gone. The the yeah yeah, and it's but like normally you have to lay nine or ten. You had to lay nine against the Jets last week, but you're laying seven against Miami. I just think it's a good number. I bet Buffalo, but I'm not betting it. But I would lean Buffalo in this game. I almost mm-hmm. did it. The one tweet I found funny that I saw was like Miami needed to break out the heaters for the sidelines in Los Angeles, just imagine <laughs> what they're going to have to do from Buffalo this week. Yeah, yeah. They're, built, you know, they're not I built mean, for cold weather. They're definitely they're not. not. No. no. They're no. built to play either in the heat or in a dome, you know, with all the speed they have on offense. Can you imagine Miami just lining up, you know, I formation, power row, try to run the football 20, 25 times? I, I, they don't have the players, first of all. I know they have uh, Chase Edmonds. They traded for Jeff Wilson, but – against this Buffalo defensive line, uh, you know, with Ed Oliver and company, I, I can't see that happening. But then if the weather is a big factor, maybe, you know, you would have to lean to taking the points then with, you know, um, you know, if the weather comes into play, more importantly, the wind, like the ability to throw the football and field goals not being made, going forward on fourth down. You know what I mean? So this is a game where you wake up Sunday morning, you look at the weather report and you see, you know, what the deal is. But no play from either of uh, from any of us. So we'll, got, we'll kind of go right into the, the Sunday game for you, Alex, because this is your uh, New York Giants going up against the uh, oh, Washington You know Commanders. I got to play in this game. But you have to. And I already you kind of hinted last week where you were going, but I'll just kind of make a note on the tough travel spot or the tough scheduling spot that the NFL did to the Giants here with them having to play the Eagles while the Commanders were on a bye. You know, Washington plays the Giants, you know, back-to-back with the bye in between. This is a tough spot for the Giants schedule-wise. I know the Giants are getting a lot of players back. You can kind of expound on that. 
But uh, no play for me on this. Uh, I lean to the Giants, but because of the tough travel spot, uh, it's, a, it's an easy pass for me. So we'll uh, go to you, Alex. I mean, I think I saw last this past Sunday, I, I joked with Camby when I, I was watching the game with him. It was a reverse spy where the Giants got killed because they didn't care about the game in the weird way because if the Giants had won last week, it wouldn't have mattered. They were outmatched anyway. Um, the Giants legitimately held people out who could have played. Leonard Williams could have gone. Um, he was limited in practice all week, and they sat him out. Saquon Barkley had a stinger, and they put him on like a five-carry pitch count. He practiced in full today with pads, just to let you know where the organization's philosophy on the game last week was. I mean, you could see last week's game coming a mile away. Now they're coming up on this game. Um, I'm a little worried that Dory Jackson didn't practice today because he missed the first game, and McLaurin really just killed him on third and longs. If it, I, I was hoping Dory would be back by now. You know, why the Giants had him returning punts to get him a knee injury, I'll never know. Um, but the Giants are getting three of their interior offensive linemen back. They're getting Leonard Williams back. It's kind of that all-hands game you've been waiting for. Um, I do kind of wonder – and, and you're right, certainly, you know, Washington plays the Giants, get that tie. Then they go on a bide and they come back and play the Giants again. I don't remember the last time that's ever happened. But no. you, you, do, you do have to wonder a little bit about, you know, how's Washington come off a bye late in the season? They're probably going to force Chase Young in the lineup. He's not going to be ready to play. Um, Washington was on a roll, you know. So, I, like, in my head, and I'm trying to spin it to feel good about my team, you know. Washington couldn't have been hotter than the game they went in last time. Giants, you know, they came a yard short of a field goal beating them. There was a Washington player offsides they didn't call, which should have been five yards, but whatever. Um, so I just like the Giants. You're getting five. You know, it was three two weeks ago, and it ended in a tie, and now it's five. Washington's five points better than the Giants. I, I don't think so. It's not a great home field advantage anyway, and the Giants – if I, you know, the Giants are obviously going to represent at least a third of that stadium if I'm reading the tea leaves online correctly. So I like the Giants a lot. Maybe, yeah, I mean, I like them to win. I think they're better than Washington, but we shall see. You're definitely paying a premium for the commanders. I mean, with the low total of 40. Bad number. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do you want to lay five with – I know they, you know, they have some high-profile players on offense, but they really haven't shown the ability to – um, you know, have a, uh, you know, a big lead in games or to, you know, cover spreads like this as favorites. So that, that's what keeps me away from the commanders because I think they are getting a lot healthier. And that's what kind of scares me if you're, you know, if you're a Giants fan. But then, like you said, the Giants are getting some players back too. So it's a tough game to handicap. It's a, I'm just going to kind of enjoy this. And it's really an elimination game if you look at it. Um, I'm just you concerned. Know, it's a great with, game. Yeah, great Sunday night game. Yeah, I mean – I could be incorrect on this, but I think the Giants are one and six in their last seven, and the Commanders are four, one and one. So that's what concerns me. It's like, are these two teams going in opposite directions? You know, can the Giants just kind of flip flip the switch and turn it around? So I, I'm just gonna wait and see. I kind of, I just want to see what happens in this game. That'll kind of uh, help us move forward. Campbell, but they can't. Be, they can't. They can't. So they can't oh, be ahead. one and six. They can't be one and six. They're seven, five, and one. That would be correct. <laughs> it can't be one. Of the, then it must be one forward. Actually, one. 
in my head, I was like, wait a minute, are they one and six? How's that? And I was like, oh, no, wait, no, we're good. I was like, damn. <laughs> it must have been one, uh, four and one or something like that. Let me see. Well, yeah, well, since the out. Texans, it was a loss to the Lions. Got uh, It was tough spots. A loss to the Lions. Then it was at Dallas for Thanksgiving. A tie against Washington, and then the Eagles. So you know, it's it's been a been a tough month for him, but you know, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Washington's going to win this game, but the value in the spread is not there anymore to be able to take them. Right. Um, yeah. I think if you're going to play, you got to take the points of the Giants. Um, but I just think Washington is going to find a way to get that win. And that win can be a touchdown win. So that's why it's an easy stay away game for me. The spread doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if you're giving – Washington is one of the worst home fields in the league, right? Can we agree on that? So right. I wouldn't give more than a point for home field to the Redskins so or the Commanders. So if you're telling me that, you know, these teams on a neutral field, you know, maybe the Redskins are favored by two points – and then you add the extra for home field, this game should be around three, three and a half. I, I don't get it. You know, so you, you there's no value on the commanders. But The, line was, the line's was the been wrong twice. I mean, the Giants, that should have been a pick or a Giants laying two it's in Giants Stadium or in MetLife. Um, but, you know, they don't like the Giants. I mean, the one thing I'll say matchup-wise is that, you know, the Giants' pass rush was mauling, mauling Heineke in that game. That was the best pass rush looked all year. Um, um, Ojolari had two more sacks last week against the Eagles. He was going up against Lane Johnson. So now this is week three of Ojolari back with Kayvon. Now Leonard Williams is back with Dexter Lawrence. So I'm going to be rooting hard for the Giants in this one. I figure why not put a unit on it. All right, guys? Might as well. Yeah, why not? It's it's win, obviously, for both teams. But if you look at the commanders, they, they go to San Fran the week after this one. So uh, if, you, if you're thinking about making a – making a run for the playoffs, you, you need to have this game. But the, the Giants need it too. So uh, it's going to be a classic NFC showdown. Uh, let's let's head to a non-classic NFC North or <laughs> NFC uh, yeah. South. Yeah, put a, can, can we put an egg timer on this so that we don't talk about this game more than 30 seconds? I'm setting the timer right now. Atlanta, <laughs> New Orleans, uh, Atlanta, uh, starting uh, Desmond Ritter, rookie quarterback. We don't know where Marcus Mariota is. He left the team. Um, he went to go find a smile like Shawn Michaels. Uh, and then you have the Saints, uh, who are coming off a bye week, and uh, they're pretty much out of the playoff hunt. So, pretty much a meaningless game. The bottom feeders in the, uh, you know, the NFC South are uh, so not not much riding on this game. I'm surprised the Saints are laying four and a half, four. Uh, no opinion, easy pass, guys. Did Mariota really go leave the team? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he just left. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> He just he got bent, was, he, he, he got, got bent so they didn't have to pay him. Yeah, mm-hmm. something where the, they kind of benched him, and there was some shadiness about the reason they benched him to like keep him from making a certain milestone in his contract. Mm-hmm. So he got really pissed and then left. Good for him. Oh, wow. Okay. Any yeah. any can we move on from this game or does anybody have a play on this? I'm not. This is this is a game that it's can we give our like... audience the oh when the Saints. That's too much to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when the Saints! Yeah, this is, oh, this is a game I wouldn't be surprised on zero zero at the end of the day. Like, I'm not expecting anything out of either of these teams, so just passing this game all together. 
this is a game when you're watching the red zone and when they switch to like a, a red zone, uh, you know, uh, possession in this game, you get really upset and you're like, why well, you is know, this, this game on? Well, you know, this is a, I've been, we've been a, a bit more old school this year because I didn't think I was seeing enough football on red zone. So we've been going to a lot more sports birds this year to watch most of the games. This is what I call the back left corner TV game. Where yes. It's like, just put it on in the back left corner on like the bottom one so a manager can say it's on, but like do not put it anywhere near a prominent spot in the bar. So. No doubt. All right, let's move on to uh, a very interesting game. And I one that oh, I, definitely I love play it. This on. is a great game. Big game here for uh, playoff positioning. The red hot Detroit Lions starting one and six. And they have won uh, – five of the last six games mm-hmm. and uh, you know, playing a stingy defense in the jets uh, who are coming off a tough loss at Buffalo. Uh, Mike White showed a lot of moxie in that game. Uh, I, they had to peel that guy mm. off the field, uh, went to the yeah. emergency, <laughs> the ER, the emergency room as a precaution. Uh, so I, he really kind of showed his toughness in that game and he two for over 250 yards. Uh, they were definitely live in that game. So now you have the Red Hot Lions on the road against uh, a defense that maybe Detroit hasn't played, you know, uh, this season. Uh, so I'm going to take the Jets as my best bet as a pick. I think Detroit, you know, you look at Detroit last week and, you know, they were absolutely impressive putting up 36 points against the Vikings. But the Vikings, we talked about their defense and how vulnerable they are in the secondary uh, so it's going to be a different story. I look back on Detroit's game at New England early in the year, and granted they were shorthanded in that game. I believe St. Brown was out, and uh, maybe Swift was out as well, but they got shut out by the Patriots, 29 Um So I, I feel like this Detroit team, when they go on the road, it's a little bit different in terms of their you know, uh, ability to be comfortable at home in a dome setting with all the speed they have on offense. Um, they do have a really good offensive line, so that could neutralize the uh, Jets' ability to get pressure. And uh, there was a key injury with the Jets with um, uh, Quinn and Williams uh, getting injured, so I, he did not practice today. So that's definitely something uh, that should be uh, monitored uh, up until Sunday. But I love the Jets in this spot. I think uh, Detroit's playoff hopes kind of uh, take a big hit in this game. I think the Jets need the game. Uh, just as much uh, coming back home. So I'm going to take the New York Jets. And uh, Mike White is going to – this is assuming Mike White is going to play. He was limited today. Uh, it looks like he's going to uh, play on Sunday. So I'm going to take the New York Jets uh, as a pick em as best bet. Well, in the words of Alex Tavecchio, if I'm going to be rooting this hard for a team, might as well throw a unit on them. Yeah. <laughs> but, there we but go. In, in this case, I am throwing two. I am oh. with you on the best bet. With the Jets, wow! This is my best bet wow. of the week as well. Um, Wilson voice, wow! <laughs> yes, uh, I mean I agree with everything you said. Uh, Jets, this is a must-win game for the Jets. If they want any shot at the playoffs, they have to come out and win this game. Uh, and as you said, this is a defense that Detroit has not seen in a while. This defense is going to be able to shut Detroit Detroit down and. I know Detroit got a little bit of a boost with Jameson Williams, but our secondary is not one to be messed with. I mean, we've been going up against some of the best passing offenses in the league the last couple of weeks and have shown our moxie, uh, limiting them. Um, and I think Mike, I mean, Mike White showed his grit last week. 
he's definitely won over that locker room. Uh, the team definitely appreciates his determination and his toughness, and they're going to come out and ball for him this weekend. Uh, Jets are going to win this game, and uh, you're going to see them right fighting for these playoffs these next three weeks, but it starts this Sunday. Jets going to beat the Lions. Um, well, men, we have a thing hitherto unheard of in the universe. No way. We have all three of us on the same side of the game. Oh, no. Oh, Lions money kiss, line. Kiss so dead. But is uh, all three of us on the best bet side of it? Is that a best bet that, for you? I, no, it's not a best bet. My best bet's the very next game. Mm-hmm. I got to go. But uh, the uh, no, I'm going with the Jets here. All the reasons you said. I love the Jets. Love their talent level. Love the way they play. Um, you know, everyone talks about the Lions playing really hard, and they do. But, you know, the Jets play their ass off in all these games, too. Um, I've really enjoyed watching them. Uh, even, you know, the Minnesota game they lost. And, you know, the Jets really just – they had it right there like five different times. <laughs> then last week, you know, like you said, like, you know, Mike White's pulling himself off the tarp and, you know, the players, they're going to respond to that. You know, they really like him. And, you know, it, you almost wonder, you know, if Mike White was a rookie drafted in the first round and they didn't pull him after that one bad game last year, what the Jets could have been this year, you know, if they just stuck with him and just developed him in the offseason instead of giving all those reps to Zach Wilson. But, um, you know, really like the Jets. As a whole, I like them. I love the direction they're headed. Um, they're going to be pretty tough for a while. They're building it the right way. Um, and, yeah, I, I like them. Detroit's good, but it, it ends in, it ends in MetLife. That was a tough spot for the Jets last week with the motivation was, yeah. from Buffalo as a revenge factor, losing to the Jets yeah. earlier in the year, you know, on the road in, in a tough environment. So, I think and a game that home. I would say, though, a game that was closer than the final score said. Like, it was not a game where you're watching it and going, oh, Buffalo really just handed it to them. It, was, it wasn't that. Yeah. It wasn't that. Yeah. And it's not like they, they did put a lot into that game, but if they were going on the road again, the Jets, then I'd be a little concerned about motivation. Maybe they're just tired mm-hmm. out and they want to get back home. But the fact they're coming back home for this game, uh, I think there's a reason why this line is hovering between a pick and, and minus one. Uh, those minus ones from Detroit are gone. And I think that's telling because I think that's teaser protection because if Detroit's a favorite minus one, then you could tease the jets over a touchdown. So now you're seeing the jets yeah. at minus one. So it kind of takes away that six and a half, seven point teaser. So I think if you get a lot of public money on the lions on Sunday, maybe that gets that line back up to Detroit as a small favorite. And then you tease the jets. Cause I think if you tease this game either way, you're probably going to hit, but I like the Jets more as a side. So I'm just kind of waiting for that Jets line to get back to Detroit, and then I'm going to tease the Jets. Um, all right, so I think that's the first time we all had, um, you know, a, a same side in a game, or at least two. Camby and I having a best bet in the same game. But we'll yeah, go. How exciting! We'll go to a game that I can almost guarantee none of us have a, a play in, and we won't spend oh, a lot of time on. You would be wrong, sir. Oh, that's right. You did say that it was your best bet. I know exactly where you're going to go. Go ahead. You Kansas City and Houston. Doing. You have the floor. Go for it. Let's go. Double digit Del Vecchio is back. Laid the two <laughs> touchdowns. Easy. Folks, Houston had their Super Bowl last week. They gave it everything they had. They played their tails off. They almost had it. Didn't quite come up. And here they come the next week now, and they're still the Houston Texans. Kansas City got out to a big lead last week, and then they let Denver hover. Denver came back, 
an, an easy game to coach off of and coach up for, for Kansas City to say, hey, look, they were the worst offense in the league and they just hung 30 on you. I like the motivation for Kansas City here. They're, they fell out of the one seed. I believe very strongly that that is one of those games that will be like 38-10 to 10 or something stupid. Lay the 14. Vegas doesn't want you to do it. Go with me. Best bet, Kansas City. And I believe I'm out of games. So you guys enjoy the rest of the podcast. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alex. We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you, boss. I'm tired. (laughs) Camby, any uh, thoughts or side in this game? Uh, No. Um, And 14 points is – I mean, I I don't have the guts that Alex has to lay 14 points. Uh, If I had had the lean, I would probably lean Houston with that many points. But – I don't have a play at all in this game. Yep, same here. Uh, Houston uh, is kind of beat up, too. I think Damian Pierce isn't even going to play in this game. He's doubtful with an ankle injury. So, like, the one player that would give them a chance in this game is not going to play. So, I lean Kansas City, but like you said, I can't I can't lay those points. So, we'll just uh, quickly move on to the next game. Interesting game, uh, Eagles at Bears. Eagles coming off a very impressive uh, win against the Giants. Uh, depleted Giants team, albeit. And uh, on the road again, second straight week against the Bears coming off a bye week. Uh, Justin Fields, he did not practice today, but I'm hearing that he is going to play in this game. So they're probably just kind of rehabbing his shoulder and getting that as uh, ready as possible. I heard he, I heard it's day to day with flu. Uh, he's got the flu. Got the flu. Okay. All right, so, yeah, he's a little under the weather. We'll kind of monitor that, but uh, I'm not going to have a a bet in this game, probably not a bet on Sunday either. I lean to the Bears. I think think the Bears are going to be live in this game. I I think uh, if Fields does play, I think he's going to have a really good game. I know the Eagles' defense is really good, but, uh, you know, the Hurts versus Fields matchup is intriguing with, you know, both, uh, you know, mobile quarterbacks making big plays in the passing and the running game, so – uh, I lean Chicago, but you know, obviously with Philly, the you know the uh, probably the best team in the NFL, uh, it's hard to to you know go against them right now. But I lean Chicago. I think this game's going to be tighter than people think. So, any thoughts on I, this game? I do have a play in this game. Uh, it's hard not take the Eagles, uh, and especially under ten points. Uh, so I'm going with the Eagles minus nine here. Uh, Eagles just have so much firepower. Um, their defense, I mean, they see quarterback like Fields every day in practice. I think they'll be able to contain Fields. Fields has no other weapons besides himself. Uh, <laughs> out. I mean, Montgomery is nothing to worry about. So I think this is going to be a blowout again. Um Eagles are going to just run away with this one. And Eagles have to keep playing. Like, they have Dallas creeping up on them. They have a first-round bye that they have to protect. So, they're not going to go lightly on this one. Okay. Canby with his second play of the week uh, with Eagles laying nine points there. Alex, any thoughts on this before we uh, head to the Pittsburgh-Carolina game? I would lean the way can be leaned. I'd probably lean Philly here. Philly is a very, very, very good team. However, um, you know, going on the road, big spread, massive monster game six days later. Right. Um, that's the reason it wasn't one of my games. Um, 
you know, I do wonder how Dallas and Philly will do this week because Dallas has a similar spot. The difference is that Dallas, the line is reflective of the spot they're in. The Eagles are not. So I guess of the two, Camby's betting the one that you probably shouldn't because the line is huge. But, but don't worry, I'll be betting both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so – um. But, you know, again, minus nine, a big line considering what's coming next week. But, I mean, look what they just did to the Giants. I mean, they played the Giants off the field in two quarters. There are times – the Eagles are one of those teams right now that almost look like a college team where if they get their offense rolling early, they just they just destroy you. I mean, the, I wasn't even – the Giant game, I wasn't even watching halfway through the second quarter. It was so bad. So, um you know, certainly the better team. It's just – it's a spot play. Do you want to play the spot they're in? Um, and would the line be that much bigger without that big spot hovering? It's still nine. So, it's a lot, but I respect it, Canby. Could have just Sur- played five more and taken Kansas City, though. Mm. Surprisingly, <laughs> uh, surprisingly, the Bears average more yards per play at home uh, compared to Philly away. Chicago's, Chicago averages 5.9 yards per carry at home, which is pretty good. And then Philly's averaged 5.8. Uh, so I, I think this is going to be a tight game. I, I think Philly's probably a good teaser. Uh, I'm not going to bet any real money on this, so I could say all this stuff, but I'm not going to bet this game. But something tells me maybe Chicago puts out a good effort. This is kind of like their Super Bowl because they're going up against, like you said, Campbell. They, they just don't have the players right now. Uh, so we'll go on to uh, Pittsburgh and Carolina. Uh, Carolina... <laughs> Ironically enough, is a lot to, to play for in this game. If they win out, they win the NFC South. Uh, so, you know, Sam Darnold, he's entrenched as a starter. Uh, he played pretty well last week. Uh, that Carolina defense is for real. And then you have uh, Pittsburgh, you know, off that tough loss from Baltimore, pretty much takes him out of the running for the playoffs, uh, the small, slim chance they had. But now, you know, Pickett kind of banged up with uh, uh, coming off the concussion. Uh, I have no lean in this game. I maybe lean the – to Carolina, but uh, I'm not going to lay those points with a low total of 37 and a half. I could see either team winning this game outright. So easy pass. What do you got? I have a lean towards Carolina too. Uh, I don't have a play. Um, Carolina's just got more to play for. Um, do I trust? I mean, I don't know who's playing between Pickett and Trubisky. Do I really trust Pittsburgh if Trubisky's playing? Not really. I mean, I don't really trust them with picket playing. They're a team that relies on its defense completely. And Pittsburgh had a lot to play for, playing for a 500 record, keep Tomlin's streak intact, and they just can't get it done against the Ravens. And I think that's just going to completely unravel the rest of their season. Okay. Alex, what do you got? Really liked what I saw from Carolina. It's just the matchup. Um, I like Pittsburgh's defense a lot. I don't think Carolina's going to be able to run the ball as efficiently. Carolina had a huge win last week. Um, you know, it's a field goal game. I, I, I guess you want to go Carolina. Um, too tough a call for me, though. I, I definitely could see Pittsburgh winning that one outright, too. So I just stayed away. That's crazy to think that Carolina could win that division if they went out. They control their own destiny at five and eight. An interim head coach comes in. Uh, they trade away their best player. Uh, it's pretty remarkable uh, what Steve Wilkes has done, um, you know, considering sure the, the, their circumstances. 
Uh, don't worry. I'm sure they'll pull the Raiders and not hire him and bring in some bum next year to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he definitely uh, deserves a serious consideration <laughs> for the job, for sure. Uh, that defense is playing lights out for him, and, and the offense has uh, definitely picked it up with uh, uh, Dante Foreman, I think it is, right? He's uh, He's been playing yeah, pretty well. Yeah, but last week he yeah. was actually Blackshear. It was the guy, Raheem Blackshear, was killing it in the fourth quarter for him. Yeah, for, Foreman was kind of banged up last week. So, it was Black, like I said, Blackshear got a lot. Uh, Chubba Hubbard played a big role in the offense, too. Okay. All right, well, uh, let's go to Dallas and Jacksonville, you know. Um, what, what do you say? You know, I, the one time I, I, I wanted to take Houston so bad last week, and, you know, I, I did say it on the pod. I was like, the only way Houston has a chance in this game, if they get turnovers and they run, run the ball with Pierce a lot. And then not only did they do that, but they made some big plays in the passing game too. So Dallas, the injuries are starting to mount up on this team. So uh, especially in the secondary and the offensive line, uh, Terrence Steele's going to be out for the year toward ACL, MCL. So there's going to be some shifting around. I think they're going to bring Tyron Smith back this week. He's kind of going to get some snaps in, not as a full-time starter. So they're kind of just ramping him up for the playoffs. And uh, Jacksonville with a really impressive win. I know you guys were on Tennessee last week, and that was a, that was a tough game to handicap. But uh, really impressive with uh, what Jacksonville's done. I mean, they had that hiccup against Detroit, but I think Lawrence got hurt in that game. They kind of let things get away. So other than that, they've been playing good ball for the past month. So I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars plus four and a half to be consistent with it. me fading the Cowboys every week on this podcast. Uh, I think Jacksonville is going to win this game. I really do. I think if Dallas had lost to Houston last week, there's no way I'd take Jacksonville in this spot. But the fact that Dallas had such a bad uh, performance, but they won the game, I think that's going to kind of give them a, you know, a, a nice sigh of relief. And I think they're going to come in a little bit uh, sleepwalking in this game like they did last week, really. And I think Jacksonville is playing with a lot of confidence right now. So, uh, you know, with the injuries that Dallas has in the secondary, uh, they had zero sacks last week as well against a horrible Houston offensive line. So I think, you know, that's going to neutralize, uh, you know, a little bit this week with, uh, you know, Jacksonville protecting Lawrence very well over the past few weeks. I think Lawrence is going to have a, a really good day. Uh, so give me Jacksonville plus four and a half, sprinkle some of the money line too. a uh, big look ahead spot to Philly for the Cowboys. So Jacksonville plus four and a half Campbell, you have a play in this game too. Yes. And our love fest is over. Cause we're going, we're going to be clashing <laughs> on this one. Uh, I'm taking Dallas minus four and a half. Wow. A lot of it. You said already, they had to have a comeback. Houston put the fear of God in them last week. Uh, that's why I, feel like they can't treat this one as a look-ahead game, even with Philly uh, ahead in the schedule six days um, from this game. So I feel like Dallas knows that they cannot take this team lightly like they like they did last week. They're going to come out. Uh, I've yet to see Jacksonville put two complete games in a row together. So I'm expecting after Jacksonville completely came out and dominated Tennessee last week, to I'm expecting them to kind of be a little lackadaisical this week. And I think Dallas uh, is going to kind of put it on them a little bit this week. So I'm taking Dallas minus four and a half. Okay. A couple key injuries for the Jaguars as well. Uh, Trayvon Walker did not practice today. Ankle injury. Trevor Lawrence didn't practice today. Um, He's expected to play, but probably just giving him some rest. But other than that, uh, the Jaguars are pretty healthy. And then we, we spoke about the Cowboys injuries. So uh, any thoughts on this game, uh, Alex, before we move on to uh, Arizona and Denver? 
I would probably lean a little, a little Jacksonville-ish. Um, I, I'm surprised the line opened at six and it went down to four. So everyone's kind of on this one already. Um, I'll tell you what, the reason is because Dak is becoming a mistake quarterback lately. Yep. Almost like Jimmy G a little bit, where it's like one time a game, he's starting to do things that are so stupid. He threw a horrible one to the Giants. He threw a har- really bad one to Houston that any other team would have cost him the game. Yep. Um, you know, he I, I can't remember. Was it Green Bay? I, there, I think Green Bay, he threw a really bad interception. interception. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really – and plays where he's not getting pressure. Things aren't getting tips. He's just making bad plays. And if he does that once a game and this is who he's going to become as a veteran quarterback, this is a guy who, like, makes one mistake a game and, you know, either a guy drops it or it turns the game, I think Jacksonville would take this one. Um, yeah. So I'd probably lean Jacksonville a little bit. Again, look-ahead spot. Stunningly enough, and I'm sure you've seen this, Chet, have you seen who's favored next week in the Dallas Eagle game? Yeah, Dallas is small. Dallas favorite. is yeah. favored by one, so that's interesting. Yeah, so Eagles laying nine at Chicago. Dallas only laying four, and then Dallas favored next week. Very strange line next week. Um, but I would probably lean Jacksonville a little bit in this game. And like you said, the left tackle going out. Uh, Jacksonville has a pretty good front uh, front seven, even without Walker. So, you know, slight lean Jacksonville, but didn't play it. Yeah, the bottom line is, I mean, Dak Prescott's playing the game like it's it's way too fast for him. If you just watch yeah. him sit back in the pocket, he's not making uh, precise decisions. He's he's his pocket presence ha- isn't good. His um, you know that the one of the things that was really advantageous for him early in his career was his ability to run the ball, pick up and run when he had to. He just doesn't do that anymore. Decision making just poor. Turning the ball over. He's always been really careful with the ball and not turn the ball over you can't even say that now so whatever you thought about like Romo over the course of his career into his mid and late career for Romo he knew how to pick pick apart defenses and read coverages and the game kind of slowed down for him but this just hasn't been the case for Prescott it's almost been the opposite where he he doesn't he doesn't understand the looks that he's getting like if he if he knows the defense like he'll tear it apart like you saw that last drive against Houston where he made some really really tight throws and tight windows and but when they give him different looks that's when he gets confused and he's in year seven man like if he was a rookie or first couple years in the league that's fine but as a veteran quarterback and paid 40 million dollars that's unacceptable so uh, I'm not I'm not a believer in Prescott at all he's like you said if if that would have happened against an average team last last week they they definitely would have lost that game yeah Yeah. I mean Horrible sideline pick at your own 10-yard line is just crazy. You can't do that. You don't see that a lot in the NFL, you know. So um, very uh, discouraging moving forward. And uh, the defense hasn't – I mean, the defense made that big stop, you know, to give him a chance to drive the ball 98 yards, and that was impressive. But it's Houston, man. I mean, (laughs) they're the worst defense in the league. You shouldn't have even been in that spot. So um, it is what it is. So we will go on to uh, Arizona-Denver. I'm I'm assuming we're not going to – spend a lot of time in this as well no well, no play in this game 30 minute spot here 30 minutes minute on spot. This game. murray out for the year you know colt mccoy is going to play against uh probably uh brett uh ripkin uh so <laughs> this is another Ripen. game right ripkin so this is another game Ripen. that's going to ripping r-y-p i who gives a fuck brett the hitman <laughs> ripping whatever uh, <laughs> this is another game that's going to be in the bottom left hand corner at the sports bar nobody's going to be watching so 
Uh, no bet this game. I, I lean Arizona, but but no bet. This was almost one of my plays, too, actually. With, really? Uh, yeah, I really liked Arizona. I like Colt McCoy as a backup quarterback coming in uh, last week. Honestly, so imagine a starting quarterback goes down the second play of the game, and he just comes in, and I mean – Pushed it late, was looking good. It was the big turnover of the game wasn't him. It was a D hop fumble. Right. You know? So um I've always liked Colt as a backup. When he was the Giants backup quarterback two years ago, he really had some big wins for the Giants. I think last year, I can't remember where he was, but he had some some good wins for that team too. So I I always like Colt as a backup and certainly more than Lipian and Denver's just They've been lost at sea lately, man. So I I, I would definitely I was leaning strong to Arizona here. I just didn't quite pull the trigger because there are games I really like this week. But yeah, other than uh, leaning Arizona, other than both teams, you know, with playing backup quarterbacks, there's one more thing these teams have in common, and that's uh, both head coaches are probably going to be fired at the end of the year. So <laughs> this is just the loser bowl. No, no opinion on this game. Campbell, anything on this before we move on to uh, the no. next game? I I can't touch a game that has two starting backup quarterbacks going on. Um, but of the of the you, two. Cole blows the other guy out of the water. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But I also think Denver's defense blows Arizona's defense out of the water, too. And sure, I think Denver's true. defense yeah. can definitely be the difference maker in that game. Very true. All right. There we went ahead and spent too much time on it. <laughs> Way too long. <laughs> uh, Tennessee at the L.A. Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers, as Alex uh, said before. Just wanted to call you out on that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say a word about that. One. San Diego. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? Uh, how do you translate that? A whale's It's what? a whale's vagina. That's a whale's correct. vagina. That's right. Uh, so, interesting game here. Uh, you know, the Chargers' big win against uh, the Dolphins on Sunday night, and then Tennessee – Really, really tough loss against Jacksonville. I'm surprised this line is at three. It seems a little short for me. So um, I lean Tennessee in this game because I do think that uh, Tennessee has the ability to run the ball a lot better against this Chargers defense. Although the Chargers have been better against the run uh, more recently over the past few weeks. But I think Tennessee gets the running game going, so I think that keeps it close here. So I'll lean Tennessee, but uh, no bet on my my end. Do you guys have a play in this game? I did not. Uh, I actually lean the Chargers. I think Chargers are looking a lot better um, overall as a team, and they're getting healthier. Uh, Mike Williams is back. That offense is back to full strength again. So uh, I think the Chargers are going to be one of the teams kind of on the upswing. I know Alex is going to kill me for that because he, he knows the truth about Justin Herbert, and I'm always optimistic about him. But yeah. I just kind of feel like these two teams are kind of on different – trajectories right now with the Chargers on the upswing and Titans kind of falling back to earth on the downswing a little bit. Okay. Alex? Uh, a rare spot where I might lean uh, Chargers here a little bit. Um, I would never bet the Chargers ever. Haven't done it all year and never will for the remainder of my life. Um, <laughs> just, uh, t- you know, Tennessee's well, coached. I mean, the thing is, that I don't want to regurgitate all the stuff I said last week when they were my best bet. They let me down last week. There was a bit of a, there was a bit of one that made me like snap my head back a little bit and think maybe I should reevaluate the Titans. Um, but you know, Chargers off a huge prime time win, um, still at home. They were at home for that game, right? Last week. 
That was uh, LA, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Yep, that was yeah. LA. Yes, they were at home. So I think back-to-back home games, sometimes teams slip up a little bit. Um, not that they're going to have a letdown effort, but just that, uh, you know, Tennessee is a big-time live dog in this game. So I didn't really want to bet it one way or another. Um, but I, I am curious how Tennessee comes out because if Tennessee looks bad again, you start to write them off. And this is normally when Vrabel's teams perform their best. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's a short line, but one thing that's not short with Tennessee is their injury report. Uh, Traylon Burks did not play last week. He's, uh, I'm not sure if he's still in concussion protocol, but he did not practice today. Uh, Derrick Henry was limited, but it was not injury related. But uh, Robert Woods uh, was sick with an illness as well. He didn't practice. Uh, Tannehill was limited with his ankle injury. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons was limited. So a lot of key players, uh, you know, not getting full practices in. They're really, really banged up on both sides of the ball, so that's what kind of keeps me away from it. But just just a lean to Tennessee, especially if uh, Burks uh, does end up playing in this game. Uh, so we'll go to uh, Tennessee. Uh, sorry, Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Uh, interesting game. Uh, you know, Bengals are riding high right now. One of the hottest teams in the AFC off that big uh, divisional win against Cleveland. Now go on the road against Tampa, who is. Uh, I can't say that they've given up on the season, but uh, other than that Saints comeback where they scored 14 points in the final five minutes, uh, their season has just been a, a cluster. Uh, total, total disaster. Uh, so I do have a play in this game. With all that being said about Tampa, I'm going to take the three and a half of the Bucks. I think this is just a must win for the Bucks. I know that we kind of say that every week that, you know, we're just waiting for them to kind of pick it up and start and start going and, and take this division by by the horns. But I, I think just Cincinnati is kind of due for a little bit of a letdown spot here. I'm not saying the Bengals win this game, but if you're going to give me three in the hook with Tampa as a home dog, I, I, that's too good value. They're very, very equal in yards per play as well uh, in terms of the road versus home split. So I'll take the Bucks. Uh, Cincinnati probably wins this game by, you know, three or less, but uh, I'll take the Bucks uh, plus three and a half. Well, we are going head to head again because I'm taking the Bengals minus three and a half. Oh, uh, I am fading the Bucks completely. Their offense is looking non-existent out there, and the Bengals. This is the same exact spot where the Bengals were in last year, where the defense was playing very highly and completely underrated. Offensive line is finally protecting Joe Burrow, and. He's just got Jamar Chase back, and that offense is going to be flying high again. Um, Bucks, we've been waiting, waiting on the Bucks, and I think that the clock has run out on them. I think it is now time for full fade mode on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, so I'm going to take the Bengals here with the hook. Okay, can't argue anything you said there, Alex. Any thoughts on this or any play? Strongly, oh, you're done. For Sorry. I'm done. Yeah, so no more plays. <laughs> I'll know by three thirty on a Sunday. But uh, definitely a, a lean towards Tampa. A lot of the reasons you said. But um, you know, I just Tampa's just you know every week you watch them and it's like two plays in you're like, why did I bet this team? So yeah. you know, I, I didn't have the the guts to do it. But in terms of a spot, maybe a system play. I think Tampa checks, like, every box you want to check. So, mm-hmm. you know, didn't pull the trigger on it, but certainly was thinking about it. Okay. So, the last 4 o'clock game on Sunday is the New England Patriots at the 
Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, what's there to be said about Vegas? The right mentor now? versus the disciple. That's true. If there's one game that Vegas could get up for, it's this game. You know, in McDaniel's <laughs> versus Belichick. But uh, over the course of Belichick's career, he's fared pretty well going up against uh, his former coordinators. So. Um, we definitely will have a little bit to discuss in this game as I do have a play in this game. And I consider this as my best bet. I'm going to take the Raiders plus one as a bet. I love this spot for the Raiders. Um, that was an embarrassing loss. Uh, they get like a mini bye week, you know, playing on Thursday and let's be honest, the Patriots, they beat the Cardinals, but they lost their starting quarterback three plays into the game. Uh, that was a game going into the fourth quarter. I'm not a believer in the Patriots. Uh, Arizona is one of the worst defenses in the league, and so do the, so does the Raiders. But uh, Vegas's offense is much much better than Arizona's, and they have the have the extended rest. So I I love the Raiders to win this game outright. Uh, so that'll be my is that my fourth bet. Yeah, that's my fourth. That was your fifth. That was my fifth. Oh, because I yeah. took uh, Tampa. You're too. done. Okay, yeah. that's it. You're done. You're done. And uh, You're... so yeah. Simple as that. It's just a situational spot for the Raiders, uh, fading the Patriots. Uh, I don't. I don't think Patriots going to make the playoffs. So I'll I, go with the Raiders plus one. I lean the other way. Didn't bet it, but the only reason I lean the other way is because Belichick's such a guy who remembers everything and any little mini grudge he wants to hold, even though he hired McDaniel's back. And I just remember like McDaniel's had a really bad Bronco team like a decade ago, but he beat the Tom Brady Patriots. And remember when he, like, pumped the crowd up and went all crazy and Belichick stared out and looked at it and Belichick actually made comments after that game about McDaniels kind of showing him up and doing all that stuff. Bel- and, and Belichick didn't hire him two times before he finally did rehire him as no seat. I feel like Belichick's going to want to kill him. So I'm, I know he's not playing in the game. That's the reason I didn't bet Vegas here. The reason to really like Vegas is the Patriots are not their normal selves where they could take your best weapon away. You know, they're not the Patriots who could just, oh, we want to take Devontae Adams away and he'll be taken away. No, you could still get – those best players are just starting to get theirs on the Patriots now. Um, but in terms of the spot, I just feel like Belichick remembers that from like 10 years ago and he's just not going to let his team show up unprepared this week. That was my only reason for it. You have to – I do have a – Oh, go ahead, Campbell, sorry. No, you can go with your thought. I was just going to say, I expect to see a lot of trick plays in this game. A lot of flea flickers, yeah. a lot of wide receiver passes. You know that McDaniels and Belichick probably are going to, you know, this is a kitchen sink game for sure, yeah. right, as you like to say. So it's going to be fun to watch. Campbell. I, I do have my final play of the day on this game as well. Uh, this is not something I usually do. I'm usually just a strict side better, but I am taking the under of 44 and a half points in this game. Oh. You have the Patriots yeah, who are pretty much a straight under team under six of their last seven games. Raiders, under six of their last eight games. Um, These are two teams that are defined right now by their running game. They're just going to feed Josh Jacobs on the Raiders' side. And all we hear is complaints about how uh, Patricia won't let Mac Jones pass the ball. They're just going – it's going to be a very time-consuming offense, uh, low-scoring uh, so I think this is an easy under spot for both teams here. Okay. Interesting. The rare Campbell total play. I don't think we've, yeah. we've ever had that. <laughs> I think it's, first... a, 
it's a, yeah, it's it's a coward's way out, but you know we'll forgive it, I suppose. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now that we I, I need, I need a fifth play. That was my fifth play. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's a, it's a tough week, but. Um, you know, now that we have all of our our plays in, any thoughts on the Monday game? I know it's uh, you know the Baker Mayfield led Rams uh, with extended rest going up against the Packers or coming off a bye as well. Uh, I lean Green Bay. I think they're a good teaser option this week. Uh, I'll just kind of go into my teaser. I'll, I'll take uh, the Packers. I'll tease them down to a pick, and then I'll tease them with the Raiders at plus seven and a half. Any thoughts on the game first before we go to teaser? Um, I mean, I think I think the Packers win the game. I don't know if the Packers should be laying a full touch or a six and a half, whatever it's at right now. I think that's way too many points. Um, I mean, Packers haven't shown that really they can beat many teams, let alone kind of blow them out. So I'm expecting a kind of a low-scoring game in that one as well. Okay. Alex, what do you got? I, you know, Green Bay has such a weird buy. Like, that's such a late buy. I wonder how all the teams will come out of it. But um, I would have leaned Green Bay here just because the Rams are so beat up. Um, but, you know, Green Bay's just been such a letdown. They've probably been the worst, like one of the worst against the spread teams in the league this year. You're laying a full touchdown with them on Monday night. Um Long bye week, too. You know, they're playing Monday, so that's 15 days off. You wonder how they come up out of that. Um, but I didn't play it. Um, the Rams haven't been – they've been hurt a lot, but they haven't really been like an abomination since all these injuries happened. So they represented themselves well. But, um, you know, and I, I the like other thing, The other thing that you now is like you hear, you're starting to hear rumblings of um, Jordan Love – Possibly asking for a trade if they don't give him a shot to be looked at. So, no, well, then he's getting traded. I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't going out, right? But you, it's yeah. curious, curious to see how the Packers are going to treat these because they have nothing to play for these last four weeks. So, it's like, well, I mean, you, they, they just signed Aaron Rodgers to a four year deal, he ain't going yeah, Aaron Rodgers but, is the Packers, right? But do, do the Packers give Jordan Love a shot to just kind of? see what they have to try to determine his future these last four oh, weeks man, while I they would, have nothing to play for. I would, yeah, I would say over Aaron Rodgers' dead body, but maybe I'm <laughs> wrong. Like, I don't think he would accept that. Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. Remember that, Candy. Oh, I know. Man, he ain't going out. Teasers, guys. Um, what do you got for your teasers this week? We'll start with you, Campbell. All right, I'll jump into mine. Um, I'm going to lay the extra juice and bump mine up to a seven-point teaser um, to get the Eagles from minus nine down to minus two. And then I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins, uh, kind of alluded that I think this game is going to be uh, – weather is going to play a big part in this game. Uh, not gonna, They're not going to be able to uh, hold – or they're not going to be able to beat the Dolphins by more than two touchdowns. So uh, that will bump the Dolphins up from plus seven to plus 14. Okay. So I'm going to – do that as my seven point teaser, Miami and Philly. Got it down. Alex, finish it off. What's your teaser for week 15? I'll do seven points for both as well. Obviously, I'm taking the New York football Giants plus 12, obviously. Or plus 11 and a half. I'm sorry, 11 and a half. I think most of it's four and a half. So I will do that, and then I will cut 
that 14 point spread in Kansas City in half. <laughs> my best bet anyway. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> suck my wong. <laughs> suck my wong. I was waiting. I don't for care. It. Yep. Uh, that line will be seven. So it's Giants plus 12, KC minus seven. Printing money. Printing money, though. <laughs> Don't print as much as our federal government, but um, you might be printing some money after that teaser. But uh, that wraps it up for week 15. We can kind of just briefly speak about the look-ahead lines, week 16. Anything jump out to you? You gave your teaser, Chet? Yeah, yeah. he he let it go. Vegas plus seven and a half. Oh, that's right. uh, Green Bay, pick them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll just kind of go uh, week 16. Two things kind of jump out to me. Tampa laying a week three at Arizona with a backup quarterback seems kind of light to me. And then uh, the Chargers only laying two and a half at Indy is kind of telling to me, too. So those two lines kind of surprised me. Uh, obviously, we spoke about the Dallas-Philly line with uh, Philly being a underdog for you know the only time this season is surprising. Uh, but that kind of tells you that Philly is, you know, the slightly better team, which I think they're more than slightly a better team. I think they're by far the better team. So I think this line after this week, it's going to shift towards Philly being a small road favorite. Maybe it gets to Philly minus one, minus one and a half. But uh, right now, um, I'm surprised to see Dallas as a favorite. What do you guys think? There's no way Vegas and Pittsburgh is the Sunday night game, is it? I think it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they can't flex Philly and Dallas because that's Fox. Oh, my God. That's really bad. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's Christmas Eve. It's Saturday night. Yeah, that's so bad. Oh, well, that's prime good. Time. So everyone can just be with their family on Christmas Eve and turn the TV off. But then the Sunday night game on Sunday is Tampa and Arizona. That is horrible. But, well, there's only oh, three games on the Sunday. I know, but all three of those games, I mean, I'd rather see Green Bay and Miami in that slot. At least that game is a little bit more riding on it, you know. It's just, ugh. I, am, I am stunned, and I mean this, genuinely stunned, that the NFL would change anything they're doing for Christmas Day. They're bigger than Christmas. They know that. Who cares about <laughs> Christmas? That's very true. Hopefully in a year or two they, they wisen up like Wendy says. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the slate is definitely better this week than it was last week. Um, definitely more on the line. And finally, we get, you know, it's the first week that teams aren't on a bye. So we get a lot of good matchups this week. But um, any final thoughts before we call it a day? Uh, you know, just a lot of uh, – this is definitely the best week of this little three-week stretch we're in before we hit the final uh, two games of the season. So this is the best one. Enjoy it. you got a playoff game for the Giants on – Sunday night, you have a, a kind of a playoff game between the Lions and Jets in yep. the afternoon. Uh, yeah, a that's good... a must win for both teams. Yep. So, a lot of good games up and down. Um, Saturday, your mileage may vary for Baltimore, Cleveland. Um, let's sit back, enjoy, and go see Avatar at your local movie theater. Gabble, <laughs> <laughs> you get the last word. Uh, I mean, we got this is the playoff push now, so we're going to see a lot of, I think, good football these next couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of close games. Um, and hopefully, the Jets end up on the right side of them. I mean, this week and next week, Lions and Jaguars, two must win games for them, in my opinion. So, hopefully, they come out and play like it. 
For sure. That's going to wrap it up uh, for us tonight. We'll see how these games pan out. We'll see how our picks pan out. Uh, you guys are kind of neck and neck, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of your, your records this year. Is that is that right? Am yeah, I behind so, you now, Camby? No, you're, you're sitting at 35, 31, and 4, uh, up four units on the year. I'm um, 35, 34, and 1. Those three ties you had kind of making the difference. Uh, I'm up one unit on the year, so. Love a good um, push. You, you, got, you got the slight edge on me right now. Um, we're both 7-7 seven and seven on our best bets. Uh, you're seven and seven on your teaser. I'm eight and six on my teaser. So we're we're pretty much neck and neck with each other. Nice. And I'm uh I'm going five and zero oh this week. So good luck. Yeah, when's the first five and zero oh week gonna happen? I'm bet bet with Chad. It hasn't happened yet. One of this these week. weeks. I'm getting it. I'm getting it this week. Clip this so you can start the show with it next week. I'm going okay. five and zero oh this week. I'll write that down. Get it all set up in the uh in the <laughs> schedule for next week. Yeah, start with Alex's five and zero week. <laughs> One way or another, got it, got it, got it. All right, guys. Well, that that'll be us for us tonight. But uh, enjoy the games on Saturday and Sunday, and, and tomorrow night. And we will see you next week on Bet with Chet.